Hey guys, welcome back to Roundtable Rundown. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Pete Crow Armstrong. I'm Gideon here with Alex, and welcome. Pete, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. So, we've had a lot of really cool interviewers in the past, and we've had some cool interviewees, excuse me. And um, something <laughs> that we like to talk about with Harvard Westlake athletes is the recruiting process. We've talked with Mason Hooks, Princeton basketball commit, about the basketball process. We've talked with Rachel Brown, varsity field hockey commit about the field hockey process but we know nothing about the baseball recruiting path so i remember distinctly your recruiting path was pretty unique and i remember when you committed would you mind talking about you know what that path is like yeah so like baseball um baseball players get looks really really early on um i mean in my opinion a little too early like um kids like were, com- we kids were committing before their first high school baseball game so going into ninth grade and stuff like that i personally and my parents wanted to wait and take my time with the process Mm so um i waited until sophomore year um but so tell us about that process do you have to go showcase yourself at showcases and camps or do they come to you you can go you can go a, a few different routes i guess i mean like kids go the showcase route um i personally just didn't think about it at all until people started reaching out to me. So right. I just I just played in these events where scouts happened to be, and um, again I, I think it just kind of worked out from there. I didn't I didn't go out of my way to try and get recruited or anything like that because I just I always just loved playing. I didn't really need anything more than that. Sure. Yeah. So if you had to give some advice to you know young and upcoming fans or, you know, prospective baseball players in 7th, uh, 8th grade right now about the recruiting process, what would you tell them? Take your time. Don't mm-hmm. don't think about it too much. Um, once you start worrying and thinking about the process itself, it becomes a lot more difficult to succeed in it, in, in my opinion. Um, but, like, you know, sometimes you go to a show, at least with lacrosse, you know, I would go to a showcase and people would say, you know, if you look up the coach before and have, like, a talking point with them, like, they really like that or something, you know, is there any yeah. inside information or secret that you would give to, you know? I mean, yeah, I do your research, so I guess do think about it, but right. um, don't stress about it and mm-hmm. don't make it something bigger than it is because at the end of the day you're just going out there and playing for yourself. Sure. Um, you're not playing for anybody else. So well, down, I wanted to talk yeah, about ahead. first um, really how you came to baseball. I mean, I saw a story where you said, like, you and your dad were hitting in the backyard and you thought your, your wall was, like, Wrigley Field, like the <laughs> Ivy, something like that. So, like, talk about how you got into baseball. And yeah. Um, I remember, so, like, my dad grew up in Naperville, Illinois. Right. Um, probably, like, 30 minutes from Wrigley Field. Wow. And he's a big Cubs fan, so I remember, I mean, I don't remember, I was too young, but my dad would remind me. Um, he told me that when I'd wake up in the morning, um, I'd immediately go to the backyard, and then like right around the time that I, a little after it happened, Carrie Woods like twenty strikeout mm-hmm. game. Yeah. yeah, I guess I was obsessed with that, <laughs> and so our backyard also happened to have this wall covered in I don't even know if it was ivy, but it looked mm-hmm. like it, and just pretending that's Wrigley was kind of a cool thing to do as right. a kid. That's awesome. And yeah. you got to play in Wrigley. Yeah, I did a that's few times cool. now actually. Yeah. What was it's that like the first time going up there? Beautiful stadium. Yeah. Um, we got to play in a night game there, so it was pretty cool. It's pretty incredible. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was it was for, like, a little mini-camp USA thing sure. that they mm-hmm. do every year. And uh, it's not, like, a big stage, so it's cool to, like, hear all the sounds when nobody's in the stadium. Right. right. I mean, I remember even as a fan, 
when we came to watch you guys play at Dodger Stadium, going there when it was literally empty was such a cool experience. Yeah, it's, it's something, yeah, it's definitely different. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, how weird is that, like, playing in all these stadiums that you could possibly be playing in, you know, a few years down the line? Well, that's the dream. That's the goal. Of yeah, course. definitely. But, right. I mean... I don't know, man. I'm... It, um, I think it's just... It's like a warm-up almost. I'm very, I'm very fortunate to be able to get all these experiences sure. before I'm really doing anything with, like, baseball as my job, so... Right. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool, and it's, it's especially in, like, the showcase games, like the All-American stuff, playing with really good competition on those fields is a lot more fun because it makes it a little bit more realistic, you feel like. Right. Um, just to, like, regarding the competition you'll be seeing in the future. Um, so would you mind talking about that because... For those of you who know Johnny Juzang, you know, Kentucky basketball player who is Harvard Westlake alum, he was back here last weekend and I was talking to him and the biggest thing he was saying is at Kentucky, the level of competition is so much more significant. He didn't realize actually that here at Harvard Westlake, he wasn't getting better because he was so much better than everybody else. What is that like playing for Team USA or playing in the, you know, the All-American game? You know, what would you say about that? You're surrounded by people who um, are, I guess, a little bit closer in skill level than uh to you right but it, it that's not the biggest thing i think the biggest thing is um you guys all share like a pretty similar passion for it so it's a different work ethic it's a different practice plan it's a so it's just a whole new vibe so i agree with johnny yeah. um i'm not because i mean out in socal and harvard west like you get really really good competition sure. mm-hmm. so it's not like you're the you're all like you're not you're not the talk of the town all the time because right, there's right. other guys around you who are really good, um, but playing for USA in those All American games, it's like, um, I don't know. You're just surrounded by a lot of people that you hope to be pl- like you know, playing with in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and even college, like I I get where Johnny's coming from too. Like I watched uh, Vanderbilt practice right two years ago and. Um, you honestly, Harvard Wesley does a really good job with us. Like our coaches are, um, they could coach at any D one program they wanted sure. to. Each and every one of them. Right. You see a lot of similarities uh, with the practice plan and stuff because of how advanced our coaches are. Um, but still, even then, it's just a whole new intensity. So much more detailed. Right. Um, that's where you, yeah, you start to see like the details of the game come out when you start playing with these better guys. Right. And for Team USA specifically, I mean, it's travel ball to the extreme. I mean, you and yeah. Drew missed, what, like the first month of school because you're in... Almost, like three two weeks. Two years in a row. So talk a little bit about how you were, um, how you came to play with Team USA. And, um, I mean, it's it's quite a feeder system. Like Chris Bryant, yeah. Team USA, Eric Hosmer. Um, ton of guys. Yeah. But also what that means to you. I mean, to represent right. your country. Represent your so country. Cool. It's definitely the coolest baseball experience I've ever had. And to be lucky enough to do it since I was... 12 yeah it's amazing um i mean seeing the the different stages i get i have gone to play on um at this age is it's cool it's humbling and um you want to be able to do it in the future so coach lacour got me into usa mm-hmm. oh, or mr lacour yeah um because he was he used to be involved with them he's a coach for the 15 u team or something like that and wow he encouraged me to do it when i was 12 and then I just you played I, the fifteen U team when you were twelve. No, I played the twelve U team when I was twelve. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool though. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And we went to Mexico, and it's my first time out of the country. And um, then from then on, I just I liked it so much that I just kept wanting. To, I, I kept wanting to make it. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was lucky enough to keep making it. And um, 
it, yeah, they've been the best baseball experiences by far. So, yeah. but what's that like? I mean, going into a foreign country, like last year you guys were Puerto Rico, right? Panama. Or Panama, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you spent so much time in Asia, Korea, yeah. this in time. Taiwan. I mean, Taiwan, yeah. excuse me. No, Taiwan and Korea. Taiwan and Korea, there we go. So, Come on, Gideon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that's crazy. I mean, what, for example, I'm thinking about the details. Like, what's your pregame meal like in Korea? Or, um, oh, the lights just went out. That's kind of creepy. Um, or in Panama, where you're not used to, you know, your normal thing. Yeah, Panama was honestly tougher than Korea and Taiwan. Um, I don't want to put Panama on blast here because right. I'm sure not all parts of Panama is like this. But where we were at um, in the in the in the first hotel, yeah, in the first hotel, uh, we had like worms crawling out of guys' chickens oh and stuff God, like that. <laughs> so uh, extra protein pregame meal. Yeah, dude, it was gross. Um, but a cool but experience Pan- to be there. Well, Panama was beautiful. Yeah. Um, the stadiums were really nice. We got to play on some good playing surfaces. Um, I think playing Panama was definitely the coolest experience I've ever had. Do the- you like that better than going to Korea and Taiwan? Um, or just different? I don't know. It's, it's a lot different because Panama was the Pan Am Games. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's all the central and, and north and south american teams as opposed to playing the world mm-hmm. cup like Drew and I just did where it's the whole Everybody. world yeah. right um there's you're trying to win a gold medal either way but it almost feels like there's a little more at stake when you're playing the world games cuz mm-hmm. the competition is just all around better sure. um mm-hmm. You know, I've, I never got to I never got to play against a uh, team from Asia before. I think I'm getting away from your question, but no, that's all right. the teams from Asia they're they they're so fundamental, mm-hmm. so it forces you to kind of play to their level. Um, it's just different baseball, but yeah. So right. before the games and stuff in Korea, actually the food was really good. Um, the hotel like tried to Americanize all the food for all us, right. so I mean we got we got to eat stuff we'd probably eat at home anyways. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Taiwan was, we're lucky that we went to Taiwan because we had to get used to the time change and the food and whatnot there. So Taiwan was definitely good because the food wasn't what we were used to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably more similar to Panama than yeah. Korea was. So, yeah, uh, each experience was a lot different, um, even this last trip. So Such right. a cool opportunity that to represent your country like that. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about baseball, but, I mean, you're still technically a student athlete, <laughs> although maybe not for much longer. But um, I want to talk about the balancing of, I mean, Harvard Westlake is tough. Everybody yeah. asked me about school. <laughs> it, it's not it, not about, like, the work necessarily, but okay. you can't be at the whole day at the field. You have to yeah. be at school, and you have to, I mean, you still have to take tests and things like yeah. that. So what's it like to not... I mean, obviously, all your focus wants to be on baseball, but it can't be right now. Right. Um, that was definitely a struggle for me in ninth grade and 10th grade. Then you come in, it's like... <laughs> Not even that. It's just, like, you start getting a better understanding for how to... Or better understanding, really, with your time, time management. management. Yeah. And you you can honestly... You can kind of sway your priorities a little bit. Like, obviously, school has to be just as much of a priority as baseball does. Right. But it, it's, it's not, obviously. <laughs> like, right. you're not thinking about it all the time or whatever sure. uh what what was big for me was getting in with my teachers um once you get them to kind of understand like what you're really going through instead of just kind of knowing what's on the surface like oh he plays baseball mm-hmm. whatever right once you get to 
have them kind of understand what you're really going through, like the hours you're putting in after school and during school and whatnot. Um, they're a lot. They're very generous and they're very understanding. Um, so they've helped me a lot, and uh, I've had some good teachers in the last couple of years who mm. have um, made my life a lot easier having to balance both. Yeah. Um, and also our coaches are again our coaches are great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on top of everything. They're in, in contact with teachers, your deans, and whoever. I've never seen anything like it. I remember when you guys had to write letters to your teachers. Like, yeah. That was insane. Um, but anyway, so talking about, you know, Harvard Westlake baseball, I feel like it's obviously a family. I don't know it personally, but from the outside, that's what it seems like. Um, talk about the obvious right now, the three guys in the MLB right now. We have Flaherty, Giolito, and Freed yeah. all crushing it. Um, and really, like, the three best pitchers – young rising prospects and that was so butchered oh my god but well in the national league in the national league right and it looks like flaherty could be up for a cy young right i mean i don't think so but julieta was an all-star okay but flaherty has been the hottest pitcher in september and freed is playing on the braves right now it's unreal and they all went to harvard yeah regardless of whether jack wins it this year he will win yeah Yeah. at least a couple Mm -hmm. but so talk about you know that harvard westlake baseball tradition and i mean that's not a coincidence that they all are doing so well do you think that stems down from lacor and I mean, yeah, it's it stems down from every single one of our coaches, I yeah. think. But also, they're just incredibly talented and sure. incredibly athletic. Mm-hmm. Do you talk um, with them ever? Or? Well, yeah, I've known Jack since I was a little kid. I've known okay. Jack since I was like seven or eight when he was umpiring my games at Little League. No <laughs> way. Like, yeah. Wow. And then I just I played with his brother, um, and then I also played with his brother in high school. Wow. So we're pretty close with them. And then my mom, my mom is really close friends with the Giolito parents, okay. Ricky and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And they, Lindsay and Ricky specifically, and my mom are always talking about this process because the they've right. been through it before. Um, but yeah, no, Jack and I probably keep, keep in touch the most. Um, I mean, I give him a space during the season. Right. Sure. But you also, locked in. yeah, if I hear that he's sh- struggling a little bit, I'll text him and just ask him why, right. not whether or not that helps him yeah. vent, venting. Um, but it could. It's all yeah. It's yeah. also just nice to hear how he handles his right, his right. challenges and humps and whatever. So, I also I'll also vent to him a little bit too occasionally, and it's it's cool to have somebody that's already made it and has is probably gonna stick. Right. Um, it's cool to hear from them what they are going through too. Well, that's what I find so interesting about baseball is that it really is a game of failure. Oh, I yeah. mean, there's the saying. Uh, you like get a hit three out of ten times, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, yeah, what is it like to play <laughs> baseball and to not only prepare your body physically, but also prepare your mind? I think it's so much more mental than it is physical. Right. Honestly, you have to be in good shape, just like any sport. Mm-hmm. But having a having a good mindset going into any game you play um, is huge. Because, I mean, I've had people tell me that they would have made it if they weren't so hard on themselves or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you just have to know that it's such a long season. Right. So many bats. You're gonna have stretches that literally just tear you, like drive you into the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I honestly kind of experienced it this summer a little bit, and it was honestly a, a good little precursor to probably what's gonna happen in the future. Um, and I was proud of myself how I handled all my failures. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, you just gotta. You have to realize that there's so much time to. Mm-hmm succeed and fail at the same time so you're gonna get both like there's no escape from it um and then preparing your body man like 
I, I took working out a lot more seriously the past year. Mm-hmm. And this summer, you put on a lot. Yeah, I put on like six pounds of muscle in the first month. That's impressive. And that's literally just from going at it every day and yeah. and also using the time I have to rest. Um, and I think once I started taking care of my body a little bit better, um, it helped me mature and it gave me a routine and, mm-hmm. and whatnot every day. So um, I also feel a lot more healthy mm-hmm. and I'm hoping I won't get those little naggy injuries as much because I just feel stronger and better sure and athletes you know are supposed to be are supposed to be like these macho men or hell no indestructible (laughs) or whatever but not um, macho yet how does has Harvard Westlake I don't know if they do do they help you with the mental state since it really is a game of failure like do they give you counseling whatever I'm I'm not sure I mean yeah the athletic department has the Mm -hmm. sports psychologist psychologist right um I personally haven't used her yet. Mm-hmm. Um, people I heard, use her though. I heard, yeah, I know. I heard she's great. I yeah. see people in there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally, I just use my resources mm-hmm. um, that I have because um, I got a lot of great people around me. Yeah. And um, a lot of people who have been really good to me and for me. Um, and I, I, it's it's nice. I talk about our coaches a lot, but it's because they deserve it. Yeah. Um, right. They've all been through some sort of level of of the game. Something, yeah. Right. And each one of them provides something different mm-hmm. to each player, and each one of them super relatable, yeah. super smart, and um, it's nice to just work with them. So they they, they definitely help us with the mental mm-hmm. side of everything. So just to wrap things up here, what does you know the next six months looks like look like for Pete Armstrong? You know, I mean, taking it day by day. Know. This whole process, taking it day by day. Um, I was talking about in the beginning. Um, really just not thinking about it all that much because sure. my main mm-hmm. goal for this year is to enjoy my last spring. Right. Um, playing with my friends who I played with since freshman year, some since right. sixth, seventh grade. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun playing in front of people and scouts and mm-hmm. hopefully going to a championship again and right. and getting a different result this time. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Um, my next six months are working out. Playing, getting yeah. getting back and acclimated to to the game because I've I've taken a little break since Korea. Sure. Um, is there a pre-draft thing like I know in the NBA and the NFL it's like a combine? There's not like one specific one. Teams uh-huh. will teams will invite you to to work out and okay. meet whoever and do whatever. Um, I think CIF rules get a little shady right. once season starts with that right. in in particular. CIF, so dude. so yeah, shout out CIF. <laughs> so <laughs> I I I mean. Again, I'm just taking it day by day. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm not thinking about it at all. So, you know, forgetting about all the, the draft hype and, you know, the Vandy hype, just zooming in on Harvard Wesley for a second, what does it mean to you to finally be a senior leader having been on varsity since freshman year? It's cool. Honestly, you don't feel like a senior. Yeah. Because, like, I remember l- looking at guys like Matt Thomas and Sam Peacock and right. whoever. And I remember them just feeling so much older. And right. I mean, Matt was a great leader, um, but so was Sam, just in two completely different ways. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's nice having four years of of seeing the different kind of leaders we've had because I get to see what works and what doesn't. I, yeah, I get yeah. to bring a little bit of everything into right. how I want to lead. Um, and I I bet a lot of guys can say the same. So I think we're we're also gonna have a lot of guys who who can lead this year too, mm-hmm. um, which will be great for the younger guys because yeah. we're gonna. We'll probably have some younger guys who play um, and and can be impactful to us. So yeah, cool. 
All right. Well, I think that's all we have yeah. for you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, appreciate sure. it. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And thank you f- to our editor, Maureen. And um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.